Hi everyone, Zach here. I want to give everyone listening a quick heads up that during this episode, we will be discussing the COVID-19 pandemic. Although we may discuss things like health and safety protocols, sanitization, and face masks, I would like to remind everyone that those on the show today are not medical professionals. For the best, most accurate health and safety information, we recommend referencing the latest United States Centers for Disease Control guidance in addition to your local health authority. Opinions expressed in this episode may not necessarily reflect those of the club or the university as a whole. If you have questions in regards to protocols being followed on campus, please contact the Wentworth COVID-19 response team at c19team, that's c19team at wit.edu. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Wentworth CM Club podcast. Today we have guest Ashley White. She is the campus and facilities planner at Babson College. She graduated from Wentworth in 2012 with her Bachelor's of Science in Facility Management. At Wentworth, she had three co-ops, was a member of the Student Association of Facilities Managers, and an active member in the IFMA Boston chapter. Upon graduation, she worked at Electric Supply Center as a project manager and then was at Ropes and Gray for six years, moving up into the Assistant Operation Manager role before switching to Babson College last September. In IFMA, Ashley has been co-chair of three committees and is currently VP of Logistics on the IFMA Boston Board. When she is not working with her peers at work or in IFMA, she likes to paint, cook, hike, camp, ski, and work on her podcast, Eat, Sleep, Nerd, Repeat with her sister. I like that name. <laughs> Thanks. Um, thank you so much for coming and taking the time. We're super excited for this episode. So first question. So what drew you to Wentworth? Were there any factors such as family relations or the location or any personal reasons of choosing Wentworth? So there was definitely a couple things. So first off, uh, one of my cousins actually went to Wentworth for architecture. And I just remember one Christmas party that we had, he was frantically working to get an assignment done. Uh, I just remember being so impressed. He was sketching a building. I forget which building it was. I think I was nine or 10 at the time. So definitely don't remember, but definitely was the first time I was intrigued by that side of the, the, the realm and industry. Um, when I ended up touring other schools, I just knew they weren't the right fit. And when I first toured Wentworth, I told my mom, like, I'm going to go here. And uh, we saw 610. It was newer at the time because this was over 10 years ago now. Uh, and I said, I'm going to live here. And I did. <laughs> um, and originally, my major at Wentworth was interior design. Um, but as I went through the program, I just realized it wasn't the right fit for me. It wasn't what I wanted to do long-term and switched to facilities for quite a few reasons, um, but definitely kind of just what it offered uh, for me uh, in terms of what I like doing and also what I wanted out of a career professionally. Yeah, that's so relatable just going to Wentworth on campus and you just fall in love and you're like, I want to go to the school. Like after I visited, um, I went on a recruit visit for the volleyball team and then I looked at 610 actually and I was like, I want to live there. Like, dad, I think this is the choice. So yeah, that's totally relatable. I'm actually in 610 right now. So yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I can I can relate to I can relate there. It's nice. But uh, yeah, uh, after after I toured Wentworth, just to, like listening to them talk about uh about the the schedule and like post college that's what got me excited yeah i really liked that it was a smaller campus but also right in the heart of everything in boston and i grew up on the north shore i'm from 
you know, 15 minutes away without traffic specifically, but uh, it was nice that like, it was far enough away that my mom wasn't gonna drive into the city like all the time to come get me. But if I really need to go home, like I could. That's nice being close to home, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so how did Wentworth benefit you and what co-ops did you do, favorite parts and any memorable moments? Uh, so this is a, a, I think a big question, but I think the biggest thing was the skills that I learned uh, both in the class and through co-ops uh, really felt like I got the education I needed to be successful in my field and took opportunities in school that helped prepare me also like being on staff and everything. Uh, also, Richard Christiana is an amazing person. Uh, I definitely wouldn't like be where I am now without him and his support. And I, I think a lot that about a lot of the teachers at Wentworth, they really care for the students. They want you to be successful. They want you to do good after graduation and in your career. Um, so that's, I think the biggest benefits I took away. So my co-ops, I did the optional co-op at Boston College with the energy manager. Uh, we really focused on taking in all of Boston College had about two to 300 buildings just on that main campus, just because they have the main campus, but they also own a lot of the real estate, like residential real estate around the campus. So going through all that, gathering data on utilities and just kind of getting everything in one data location. So everyone had all that information. I was there for four months. Uh, the second co-op I had was actually at Wentworth in the planning construction department. Um, so the main focuses there were like signage, space planning, move management. And also I helped with the pre-construction and like the early phases of Beatty and Ira Allen renovation, uh, which was great to like be a part of. I wish I had been able to stay there the whole time, but I wanted another experience in co-ops. So chose to go to a different co-op. And I went to a Harvard School of Public Health with the uh, operations department. So a little broader, not as concentrated as the first two. I was there a year. Um, I think the biggest thing that I liked about the co-ops was the project and tasks. I really liked what I was working on. And I think I honed that over time too and made sure I was going after co-ops that really in interested me and that I wanted to do. Um, but also the freedom kind of increased over time. And what I mean by that really is just as you demonstrate what you can do, they're going to trust you to do more things, which kind of leads into like the memorable moments for co-op, which really were times where you were given tasks that your supervisor or boss knew were going to be challenging for you and still trusted you to do them. Whether that was me staying, you know, till 11 p.m. as a 20-year-old to make sure, you know, 100 moves happened, or you know, running a different type of project, but it was nice to by the end just be running a lot more stuff and feeling like a real part of the team and not just someone who's like, you know, I think a lot of people think internships are going to be like the, you know, lower work like scanning and and the co-ops really aren't. It's really about developing the skills to kind of support that. Yeah, that's so true. Wentworth, like the CM department totally feels like a family, like you were saying earlier. And it's super cool to hear that you're interested in doing a variety of co-ops. Do you think that helped you become more rounded in the FM world? Uh, it was definitely a strategic move when I was there. I knew I didn't want to just do one type the whole time just because it was easier or something I knew how to do. I wanted to try and broaden what I was doing to make sure 
I was making an informed decision when I graduated on what I wanted to do with my career. Um, it, it's hard to think about what you, you know, I think it's hard to pick a school at 18, right? And pick what you wanna do for the rest of your life at 18. And then I think it's hard as a 22 year old or three year old or whatever, when you're graduating, okay, what direction do I wanna go my whole life? Because once you hit a certain point in your career, it's not necessarily gonna cost you to switch kind of like the concentration in FM that you're doing, but you're not gonna be moving, you know, from a construction area to an operations management area and get, you know, instantly get a promotion to this amazing job because you don't necessarily have all the skills or background knowledge to like complete that those tasks. So I think it it just takes a little cognitive thought to make sure you're taking steps that or towards goals you wanna set for yourself in the future. You said you worked at Harvard and then Boston College too. I was curious, how exactly did you get into those co-ops? Did you kind of get it through someone that you knew at the time or just kind of apply blindly or how did that work? Uh, so the uh, co-op at Boston College, I found just, you know, I think on the co-op boards, like through career services um, and interviewed through that. Uh, Wentworth, the process was a lot easier because a lot of the departments are required to take in co-ops and a lot was happening at the time, which was a great opportunity. Uh, for Harvard, we actually toured Harvard School of Public Health my junior year. And I like kind of knew I wanted to go up there at some point. So I just made sure that I got the business card or at the email, I can't remember at this time, but of uh, the person we toured with and just made sure to reach out with them. And I didn't really know it then, but that was like baby networking, you know, <laughs> I wasn't aware that that's what it was, but I, I made sure to use that person and say, hey, I really want to work there. What do I need to do to do that? That's awesome. And I think it really goes to show uh, the people you meet in your network, even if it's just on something simple like a field trip or a site visit, which I know the club does a lot, maybe not right now, but in the past, the club has done tons of site visits and they're normally hugely popular with the students. They usually run out of space pretty quickly. So that's awesome that that site visit was informational, but also uh, just goes to show that you can get a potentially a lifetime career out of it. Yeah, definitely worth taking every opportunity you can get, especially easy ones like that. Like you're literally look, going to look at cool spaces and like hang out with friends. So it's not, it doesn't make it e any easier than that. What ultimately drew you to a facilities management concentration and a career in facilities management? Because that's a concentration at Wentworth and I'm assuming when you were at school at the time you picked it. So what really attracted you to it? So when I was there, it was its own major. It wasn't a concentration. Uh, so so it's, it was a little different. Um, but so I said earlier, I had, you know, kind of gone initially for interior design. But after the first year and a half of that, like I said, it just wasn't what I knew. Like I knew I didn't want to do it long term. Uh, so I switched to facilities for... I said a couple reasons when I was writing this down, but it was definitely a few reasons. Uh, so it offered both technical and creative opportunities. Uh, I am definitely technical. I like data, I like organization, but I also am artsy, fartsy sometimes. So I like having the opportunity to do both those things and facilities gives you that depending on what you wanna do. Uh, it has a broad range of concentrations, so offered future flexibility. Uh, depending on career path, offered a seat at the table uh, decision-making for a company. Uh, there is great opportunity for growth and there is high demand that will only increase as the baby boomer generation retires. There's actually gonna be a deficit of facilities managers. So we're gonna be in really high demand. 
it offered uh, a little more financial security. So I joined, I started college uh, right when the 2008 recession happened. Uh, so really kind of made me take a step back and critically think about what I wanted out of my career path long-term and not just kind of just like, why am I doing this and floating through college because we're told to do that? Like, what is my purpose and end goal with this? Facilities also is essential. We've been essential through this entire pandemic. Um, and this has only been validated because of that. You know, folks are still hiring facilities people right now, where a lot of folks aren't hiring freezes. And I think that just speaks volumes to what we offer a company and the fact that we're key instruments in getting folks back, back safely, and how we support a business. Were there any other impacts to your job with COVID besides kind of staying essential throughout the FM? Uh, there was definitely lots of impacts. Uh, we instantly just kind of were told we're going to be working remotely, um, which for facilities is pretty difficult, especially on a campus with multiple buildings. Um, I was fairly new at the time still. I, it was only about four or five months into my job. My boss had just left a month prior. And when you switch jobs, part of the reason you're accepting the new one should be a boss. So I was a little bummed about losing a boss I just picked. Um, luckily my new boss is amazing and I love her and I'm so glad we have her, but it was definitely nerve wracking at the time. Um, but really it went from me learning the campus, learning my job, to COVID 100% of my time all the time. I, you know, we were working 10 to 15 hours a day, depending on where we were at with stuff and everything. So, it, I mean, facilities is high demand. It's not um, necessarily an easy career, but I think there are areas that are not as intense, depending on what you want to do and um, stuff like that. But yeah, it's been a huge shift for sure. And then just getting people back on campus, making sure our students are safe. We definitely have an advantage not being in the city. Um, but I think the team and the college has done a great job of getting policies in place and making sure those are communicated to folks on campus. Yeah, with all those restrictions and uh, new work environment, you know, things implemented, what do you do now at Babson College with the facilities management and planning? And what do you like about your job? Are there any uh, drawbacks at all? Yeah, so... Uh, started writing all this down because it's been a while since I've had to also think about all this stuff and I haven't even been able to touch upon all this stuff because I haven't had that grace period of learning things because of the pandemic but uh, so my key responsibilities are managing all department data which ranges from construction building you know plans GIS information, space data, facilities assessments, campus standards, project data. I support the annual capital planning process and also the five-year strategic planning process. Uh, work with software for areas of improvement on what we already have and implementation if we decide we need something new or want to replace something. Uh, work on project management with our project managers work on space management for the 2 million roughly square feet we have on campus, uh, sustainability, focusing on lead and then campus initiatives, like we're working on some solar stuff right now. Uh, communication is really big. Uh, so I focus on department and campus, like, you know, emails per se, uh, presentations, kind of making sure our meetings are structured in a way that they're gonna be effective. 
we have been meeting heavy since COVID virtually. It makes it harder. People break down barriers. People aren't as professional is not the right word, but it's easier to talk over people when they're virtual than in person. So it's making sure that our meetings are structured in a way that are going to be positive outcomes, give us deliverables so we can move on and get something done. Um, and then I support too many internal committees to count <laughs> uh, and all the initiatives on campus. And then my favorite part is the process of the department. So it ranges from all of our processes, but really just documenting processes, improving processes and implementing new ones. And really that stems from also the data because they really relate. If you don't have a good process in place, your data is not gonna be accurate, which means you can't plan long-term. Um, so you need to think what you like about class and co-op and try and find something that aligns with what interests you and what you know ignites that fire. Is it space management? Is it operations? Is it construction? Um, is it you know sustainability? Whatever makes you happiest, that's the area you're gonna wanna chase after because it's gonna be what brings you the most fulfilling life. Um, I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna say that I think it's really easy, especially when you're graduating with a mountain of debt to focus solely on money. Um, and also focus on what your classmates are going to be bragging about because they will, um, everyone's going to talk about that. Uh, but you really need to think strategically about what you want long-term and you guys are going to make good money. Facilities makes good money. No matter what you do, it's, it's, it's going to be there you might make 10 or $20,000 less than the guy next to you, but that can't be what matters to you. It really has to be the goal that you want long-term and working towards that goal. So what I like about my job, I like what I do. I've, I've worked over my co-ops and then my career to focus on the areas that I really like. I like planning, I like data, I like organizing, um, and I like being a little creative. And this job gives me an opportunity to do all that. Um, I really like my boss. She's only been there since the end of February. Two weeks later, the pandemic hit. I didn't see her for almost two months. We built our relationship virtually. Um, and I honestly couldn't be happier. She's been super supportive. She's been a fantastic knowledge base. She's never wavered in her uh, demeanor or how she acted. She never showed too much sign of stress, even though she had every right to be learning 2 million square feet of buildings, people to meet with, and also running a pandemic for the facilities. Uh, so I can't really honestly say enough about her. Uh, my team's been great uh, with the departure of our prior boss. There was definitely uh, a little bit of a vacuum, but everyone really is supportive. And I think that's a really important part when you guys are looking for jobs, you want to make sure it's not just about the job, it's not just about the money, but you're going to be working with these people eight hours a day, whether you're working side by side or individually, you need to like who you're working with, feel supported, feel like you can reach out with questions and not feel like you're bugging people because that's how you're going to be successful. Um, and then I also like the benefits of working at a college. Um, it's definitely the bottom of my list, if you notice, because I think what you do, your boss and your team are really what drives home. The benefits and the pay are last. Um, but the benefits of working at a school is, you know, one of my goals is to get an MBA. And because I work at a school, I'm going to be able to do that. The thing with uh, working at a campus is the pay is not as competitive, say, as corporate jobs. 
but there's pros and cons to everything. So I think, you know, there's definitely people in my grade that, you know, wake, make way more than I do, but it's not about the money for me anyway. It's about what I want to do and what makes me happy in life. That's amazing. So are you working on your MBA at Babson? <laughs> so there is a time frame, and it was a year. You had to kind of wait to like start it. And then the pandemic hit and just working 10 to 12 hours wasn't my immediate focus. So mm-hmm. kind of waiting till things level off a bit, hoping by next September, that's kind of my soft goal right now is to start it next year. Yeah, totally. I heard it's an amazing business college. No, my no. sister's a senior. She's applying to Babson, actually. It's one I of wish, her choices. <laughs> I wish her luck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So you were talking about the solar. You're working on something solar related to the facilities. Is that um, related to sustainability at all? Yeah, so we had a couple projects wrap up as I kind of came on board last year. And part of that was getting LEED certification, which we're still working on. Um, and part of LEED certification is looking at, you know, can we implement solar? Uh, and the college took initiative to make sure the roofs uh, on the renovation and another project that we uh, was a brand new construction were made to support solar. So the roofs are kind of ready to go. We're just kind of working through the RFP process right now. Uh, but it's uh, sustainability is definitely, you know, I think as more of us kind of grow, and, uh, you know, the younger generations come up, sustainability is important to us. We want to make sure that, you know, we're working to make sure the buildings that we're working in are trying to reduce as much carbon footprint as possible. And you know, buildings are one of the biggest outputs of CO2 emissions. So the better we can make those buildings, the better our environment's going to be in the future. I think the pandemic may change how we work in the future. I think We've been on the breaks with remote work for a while and a lot of companies, a lot of bosses really focused, you know, I can't see my employees so they're not working. This really forced people to realize like you can work remotely. People are actually more productive because they, you know, space stuff out, they're happier. Uh, It's not for everyone, but uh, I think it'll definitely change how we look at real estate in the future. Not forever, not, you know, too drastically, but definitely different. Yeah, green construction has been really trending recently. Like before I joined, I was, you know, just researching stuff that I should look into. And I was like, oh, green construction seems like it's a pretty big deal. So that's cool what you said about the solar panels and how that's part of the LEED certification. Do you have any recommendations uh, or piece piece of advice for students or those interested in getting a job in the facilities management industry? Uh, So network, not just at events, follow up with the people you connect with and actually connect with them, even if it's virtually. Um, If you're not a member of IFMA, I highly encourage you to join. Uh, It's helped me grow so much in my career between the network that I've made, which includes friends I have for life now because of that. And that network has helped me get jobs like at Ropes and Gray and has given me mentors I'll have for life. And because I have volunteered and IFMA has given me leadership skills and really can't recommend enough to do that. They're fun events, you learn things, it keeps you more active, your brain active. Uh, and you get to learn trends, which then help your career and help your job. And it really does reward you. 
Uh, if you don't have a LinkedIn, I shouldn't have to say this because everyone on here should, you know, knows how to use social media. But uh, if you don't have a LinkedIn, make one. It's worth it. And connect with the people, you know, after you network with them, use that business card, add them on LinkedIn and message them. Um, when able to meet in person again safely, uh, pay the $15 for 100 business cards at Vistaprint. It's one of the best things I did in college to network in person so people can get in touch with you. Uh, find a mentor. I know that sounds intimidating, but if you ask people, they want to help. You know, I, I, people want to teach, people want to help the next generation grow because that's who they're leaving it to. Uh, ask, ask people, they're willing and want to do it. And I think the biggest thing, and I've already said this, but really focus on what you want your career and professional goals to be, not how much money you're getting in the bank every week. It is not going to make you happy long-term. It's not going to make you happy in your job. If you are making $300,000 working 70 million hours a week and not doing something that you fully enjoy doing, you are going to be so unhappy. Now, I work a lot of hours a week, but I'm very happy with what I do, so. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just ask people. I think uh, networking's intimidating. I was really intimidated as a young adult to do that, and I'm pretty outgoing, but it's still scary in a room full of people. Uh, but everyone's gonna talk to you, even if they're closed off in a circle, they're gonna recognize you're a student, and they're gonna wanna introduce you and invite you into that. Uh, and you know, just, yeah, reach out. But those are my tops, I think. <laughs> yeah, networking and talking to older peers is totally intimidating. Like, I remember the CM Club talking to me during my orientation, and I was just terrified. And um, now that I'm a sophomore, now I know that it's not as intimidating as it seems, because I really like to help people and give advice and everything. So, if there's any freshmen out here listening, like we're here to help you <laughs> and people want to connect with you and learn more about you and help you in the industry, no matter what your background is. I think I like the point you made too about uh, LinkedIn and especially business cards. I made business cards last year, which was my freshman year, uh, right before the fall career fair, which is huge. And uh, when I handed them out, I think the first one I handed out someone handed me their card and I said, oh, I'll hand you mine. And they were just completely blown away that a freshman college student had a business card. And I actually ended up getting a job offer from the company from meeting that person. So I like to think the business card had at least a little bit to do with it because it just makes them say, man, this kid kind of knows what they're doing. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just in love with myself here. I don't know. <laughs> That's a cute story. No, I mean, it's, it's nice and people don't really expect it. So it's, it's very little effort and steps to take to really make yourself stand out. It's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna take a lot. All you have to do is introduce yourself, you know, say what you're, you know, I'm a student at Wentworth. I want to talk to you and people are going to talk to you. I think something you should also be telling yourself is everyone has literally gone through everything you're going through. Everyone has been nervous talking to older people. Everyone has been nervous present, you know, presenting in front of people. I remember preparing for my capstone. We used, you know, we got drilled the like set of us because I'd say it every five seconds. And I've presented in front of up to 300 people now. And it's really just 
you know, it's not the picture them in their underwear, but really just knowing that everyone's been in your shoes and everyone gets those nerves and everyone just wants you to be happy and successful. Yeah, it's definitely good to hear. I know uh, Zach and I are also FM, so it was, uh, it, it's good to hear from someone in the industry, but yeah, just, uh, it's all, it's all very, very interesting, very uh, uplifting. Makes me excited to be out of school. I'm, I'm glad I can provide that. Enjoy school while you're there, though, because you yeah. can't get the can't get that back. I miss yeah. I miss grades being my worst concern, and you know, a lot of people end up moving away. You know, we talk, but you know, you don't see your friends. I mean, you guys don't see your friends every day right now because unfortunately, pandemic. But you don't see everyone like you used to, or talk to everyone like you used to, and it's you know, it holds a dear place in your heart. But use those friendships keep in touch with people. Everyone uh, will have something to offer uh, you, whether it's friendship, someplace to lean on, career advice, a network, someone to talk to. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this before, but I'm not an FM student, Zach and Adam are, but it's super cool to hear this perspective of the industry. I mean, your is your concentration like construction? I'm just a straight up construction management path. There's a real estate and then facilities management concentration, but I just did straight up CM. I mean, you're going to be working with the FMs of for the sure. world <laughs> for the rest <laughs> of your life. So yeah. it's a, it's all a give and take. I, you know, that's my vendor side, but those relationships matter. Those relationship, a lot I have built between where I've worked or also an IFMA, um, and having people that you can rely on when you need a vendor is huge. Um, it's definitely shifted to, when I started, there was still that cold call harass type uh, approach to like getting to people. And I think there's been a huge shift utilizing uh, industries like IFMA uh, to really build relationships with FMs and just be the, I'm here when you need me, instead of the, do you have anything going on? Do you have anything going on? Um, and that builds not only trust, but also the network you need to, to be successful. Thank you so much, Ashley, for taking the time to come onto our show and share some insight on the FM industry and the concentration. It was super cool to learn from a CM perspective. I, that's something I don't get to learn every day. And um, yeah, it was super interesting to learn about it, the aspect and of the industry. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed the conversation. And thanks for coming on. I think episode three, and this has probably been the best podcast so far yet. So for really sure. excited to get it out and see what. Uh, yeah. But it's, you know, especially as far as like technical difficulties and everything, this just went totally smooth so i'm excited to get this out and see what people say it's definitely because of my fancy mic <laughs> we actually have some coming too yeah yeah that'd be nice is that good for the outro i think so we're all just awkwardly looking at each other <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's perfect well, yeah, thanks for uh, taking the time to come on the show. We definitely appreciate it. 
Yeah, it was yep. awesome. Thanks for taking the time to check out our podcast. The Wentworth Construction Management Club is part of Wentworth Institute of Technology, a university in Boston, Massachusetts. We are always looking for new guests. If you are interested in coming on the show, please email us at cmclub at wit.edu. If you are interested in purchasing a 30 or 60 second ad to be broadcast during our show, please email cmclub at wit.edu with your name contact information, and a description of what you would like to promote. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search for WitCM Club. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on the CM Club podcast.